0: welcome to good to geek out good place to go to geek out uh today we are covering the boys this is the beginning of us covering the boys uh tv series on amazon and as strotter texted me yesterday i'm very surprised we have not been covering it up until now uh great show lots to talk about editor san antonio excited to start with my buds here
1: money with Greg out of West Hills, California was good.
2: Boba Fresh, San Francisco. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Night Thrasher or Jay, um from Los Angeles, California.
2: Oh. Or or I'm Ed BC from Oz. Hello. Uh, Ed
1: One of my favorite bad guys ever. He's just trying to get by. I, don't even, I never considered him a bad guy. He's just trying to get by. My ass. Oh, well. And everybody <laughs> yeah, else
2: is. Literally. Yeah, yeah. Would and be. everybody
1: else is. That <laughs> <laughs> was hardcore. He was I scared of
0: I do not get that reference. Uh, my yeah. fun of me for it later, but let's try about out before the Laker game starts. Don't worry. Um, you didn't even anything. So, the boys. Um, it's a little background on it. It's, written, uh, it's based on a comic book, obviously, written by Garth Ennis who wrote Preacher. If any of you have watched The Preacher Show, you understand why it's so violent and sexual. Uh, he also wrote The Punisher for about eight, nine years. So he's a very, uh, his writing has a lot of violence, uber violence, I would say, which is expressed uh, in the show. And um, I feel like the show is a very good uh, watering down for the masses of what the comic is. I do a pretty good job. Um, Anything you guys want to start it off with thematically?
2: Um, Yeah, no, I think that you kind of hit on it uh, as Garth Ennis's want to do. Uh, It's an excellent what if this happened in the real world with a lot of twist with this idea of what if these superheroes actually had existed in our world and how would people deal with them, especially as we live in the age of the celebrity uh, leadership and worship of uh, our heroes and celebrities. I think that it did a great job taking what in the comic book is an extremely esoteric, like it's written for comic book fans with a lot of twist of uh, comic tropes like Lamplighter, which we'll get into uh, eventually at some point. And that comes to my idea that they did an amazing job. I don't think watering it down, but switching up the material to make it much more consistent across the board with the way that the world itself works as opposed to in the comic, they kind of go far out with like, well, if you read comics, wink, wink, this is what this is what happens in comics and this is how we're gonna explain it. And this one, they do a, a fucking solid job of maintaining a real world continuity of their internal logic. I'm, I'm impressed with this show. Uh, Segway, I agree. I thought
1: it was a realistic political and uh, ec- it showed the political, real political and economic impact of where the world would work if we really did have people with extraordinary gifts. Um, and so, you know, it just, I mean, it, on top of that, they add, you know, uh, you know, a lot of comic book aspects. They add a lot of comic book movie humor, um, a lot of, uh, you know, dark, dark humor that you would see in you know, comic books. Uh, I just, you know, I picture Hugh standing on the sidewalk right after, you know, A-Train takes his girl out and he's just standing there holding hands. And like, that, you know, that's just, that's crazy. You won't get that. You don't get that in any other uh, like superhero shows because, you know, they they keep it in a realm that's a little bit outside of reality where this one goes there, right? There's so many times where they just go there. I mean, they, you know, I, I think like two people dropped on in the first episode and you're like, what the <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like you know, the invisible guy just shows up at the bathroom. He's like, Oh, oh, okay, all right. You know it looked like a button on a fur coat, but still.
3: That's funny. Um I think I think um I agree. I agree with both of you guys that um it covers what real life you know, what what lives we will have if we have superheroes. It, it covers political. It, it, I mean, it covers the political side. I mean, it also shows the human nature of heroes. I mean, you know, we see the cookie cutter. When we read comic books, we see the cookie cutter persona. And sometimes you get tired of that. And The Boys, what it does is that it opens up a realm of what heroes would actually do. They're 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 humans too. They got human nature. You got, you know, like the whole um, starlight and the deep, you know, or as I like to call them, Star Girl and Aquaman. But you know, the you know the deep is obviously not Aquaman. Period. I mean, he, like I said, the dark humor that Greg referred to, it's that dark humor, but it's real though because stuff like that does happen. We just don't know about it but it's, it covers human nature. And for me, maybe this is a little bit biased, but when I see The Seven, I see is, is that how the Justice League would really act. I mean, I can picture Superman doing some Homelander stuff, not to that extreme, but, you know, yeah. But all in all, it covers the whole human nature of uh, what would happen. It, it covers the political stuff. It It, it covers, you know, the media. Because the media is involved, and what happens when you put the government and the media working with superheroes? Is is, I mean, I think that's what will happen. I never seen anything like realistic based like this since the whole Kick-Ass thing. So I'm digging it. I mean, I like it. Is you got your good, you got your bad, but all in all,
1: um, and it's, it's up good. to you to figure out who's who. It's yeah, you get, get see, you get to see, you get to see who's who. You get to no, see. You figure out who's theory. good and who's bad. Like who's yeah, good and, who's bad. They, they, and they really bad. who's bad.
2: and I think that that's part of the solid, um, the spot, solid way that the story is told is through this ambiguous mindset because we're so used to the tropes. Like you're saying that things are just supposed to happen. When the uh, when home when Robin gets exploded by a train running through it, like. It makes me think of, and it's funny because you have GoBots in the back because I was thinking about G.I. Joe and Transformers the other day just how Gen X is totally inured to the idea that as soon as shooting starts happening, people aren't going to get hurt. And then when people start getting hurt, I'm like, oh, y'all ain't playing. Like I, to this day, I still say in a cartoon, when someone starts dying, I'm like, oh, they ain't playing over here. Oh, right. People are dying. Right. Like They've taken the, uh, you know, the safety gloves off, the kid gloves off. They all went to
1: the um, same uh, stormtrooper
2: uh, aim and (laughs) aim school. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You know, to the point where Mandalorian can make fun of that. (laughs) That we're so used to this uh, trope and concept. But I think getting to this idea of the philosophy at the core of the show really hits on, you know, what, what would this really be like? But I think the way that it tackles our love of celebrities and hero worship, like, fucking lebron james can shoot the shit out of a basketball but he can still get ten thousand people to register to become pollsters and and deal with the voting and you know like so this is just someone who can shoot the shit out of a basketball so imagine if he could punch someone through a wall and shoot lightning out their hands you know like the more extreme of their abilities the more power that we end up giving people or the better we want them to be just because we want to put these you know nothing sucks more than our heroes Turning out to be assholes.
3: Um, Never meeting
2: So
1: who gets a better? Who gets the better contract? LeBron or A. Train? Who gets the better Nike endorsement? <laughs> <He gets laughs>
2: That's when you start James using, using your outlet.
3: You start using your outlet as a brand. When you when you have powers, you start using it as a you know as a public platform. It's like you said, LeBron James is the perfect example. He can shoot the hell out of a basketball, and where he wins or loses, he people are going to. Praise him because he's a political leader. He's used the NBA as a platform to, you know, express himself. And that's what the boys is doing because, you know, now you have your soup and you have powers. Now you turn yourself into a brand. And, and when you have the media behind you or you have the people behind, you can, you know, you can pretty much
2: do anything with that.
3: And, and they kind of
2: show how something like up, up and away can be turned into thoughts and prayers. Um, You know, it's about branding and and these simple slogans end up having powers that go beyond, uh, you know, it's the bat signal in the sky. It's the symbol more than the action. The bat symbol gets criminals out the alleys. Thoughts and prayers clears everyone's consciousness. You know, these words have powers that are inherently attached to them that are adjacent to what they really mean. Um, And this show, I think, does this beautiful concept of, again, like what... The symbol is in what's adjacent uh, to that symbol and you know just standing in in season one jeez y'all they go for it they go for it a lot of credit for their uh their subtle foreshadowing on shit things that seem like they're just throwaway jokes that just
0: uh back back to the characters uh yeah jay you kind of talked about what i was touching on with huey he's not super powered in this version on the show, so he's uh, us. He's our access point into this world, and we get to see uh, what it's like to be a normal person on this team. He's almost the equivalent of Batman on the Justice League. Like, yeah, we couldn't really do what this guy does, but he definitely gives us a point of reflection. Like, if we were there, what would we do? And it doesn't seem as far-fetched as watching a bunch of people who are super powered. Uh, does, definitely makes it more accessible. But now on to The Butcher.
1: I was going to say, I'm not well versed in the comic. Yeah, they don't
2: this, start off super powered.
1: Okay, so because Butcher, Butcher doesn't have superpowers,
2: correct? No, no he doesn't.
1: Okay, no. he, doesn't. he doesn't have superpowers, but. Well, Huey,
3: well, Huey does and Mother's Milk
1: does. In the okay. comic, yeah. In the comic, in- okay. Because, yeah, because uh, I all I know is Butcher is, is a beast.
0: Yeah, he's, he's, more, he's a little bit more physically imposing in the comic. But that's more like the real-life version of how imposing he
1: is. Yeah, because, I mean, like, you know, to consider he doesn't have powers, the soups really do fear him. I mean, you know,
0: yeah, well, his shadow sure
1: translucent.
0: His power is supposedly his rage. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, so... No, no <laughs> you
2: know, he's just supposed to be a bad motherfucker. I'm pretty sure.
0: No, no, the, the, well, I mean, I don't want to jump, but if you, some of the newer episodes uh, kind of reflect on where he gets that from.
2: Yeah, but all of them end up like, you know, whatever. I don't want to spoiler alert the comics too much. We're gonna have some spoiler alerts, people. But yeah, it's not okay. until the, the, the penultimate issues that they end up getting the compound V in them so they can take the heroes on uh, uh, head up. And prior to that, although they do survive some, some surprisingly violent uh, count, uh, encounters with the heroes that should leave them dead, there isn't anything really implying that they're superpowered. Because the, the fact is is that it goes against butcher, Frenchie, hate superpowers. Right. And while Mother's Milk is reliant on the Mother's Milk, it's not necessarily it. stated. Yeah, like, yeah he like drinks it not- and then he gets
3: the powers. So, And then Wee Hewee has it too. Um, I'm waiting for them to do that in the in the upcoming i I kind of knew it wasn't going to happen in this current season but uh, i'm waiting for them to happen because i think stuff is going to get really real to the point where they're going to have to fight yeah I mean, and then, so we see that in this season where it's kind of fighting but you ain't really confronting them but i think in the next season it's going that that compound that compound v is going to have to uh it's about to take its course i think they're going to be taking it and yeah
4: for sure <laughs> I think it's also, uh, like you guys said, they make a very good commentary on uh, celebrity and what happens. And, and yeah, and I think a good chunk of it is what would your human nature do to you if you have superpowers and it's not cookie cutter, like you said, Jay. But the other part is what does celebrity do to you and what does it magnify? It you don't have any morals, or you don't have any rules anymore. Uh, what happens to you? And they, they show that really well in the second episode when we see the... The club where the supers can go and do whatever they want, and no one. Yeah. As well as you know, as Greg mentioned earlier, translucent, whatever he wants, chilling in the women's restroom, hanging down naked, you know, like and queen. And queen queen man's aware of it and just doesn't give a
3: shit. It shows. It shows human nature. It's like, what would any of us do if we had superpowers? Will we give in to our human nature? We knew what we could do, whatever the hell we want, you know, or. You know, are you going to do the straight arrow? It it, it shows people's, it, it brings out people's true colors when you have powers. And
2: and it also, everything not the structure of their stories also end up going off so far as to show not only our obsession with these realities, but people's obsession with becoming these reality stars. And again, like I'm trying to stick to season one as much as I can because Stormfront just pivots shit in season two in a way that I think, again, improves on the comic books in a major, major way. But season one is totally not lackluster for her not being there whatsoever. So, like, just dealing with things like um, Starlight and Starlight's mom and what, what one of these um, dancing moms would do to get their daughter put into the spotlights, you know, and, 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 and how we kind of just don't trip on that. But, like, on an, on one end, and I mean, of course, Serena and fucking Venus are amazing, but the dad gets criticized because he's pushed them so, so hard. But on the opposite end, like, these moms get praised because they, they're they doing everything to get their daughter out of dejection. And so the way that the media ends up handling things also in the show is fucking clever. You know, it's, it's this clever adaption of, like, you know how do you get the marketing done? How can you make all this happen? And again, just sticking with season one, like Elizabeth Shue's fucking character is so beautifully manipulative. Like she is what she is. She is. A, she has so many Amanda Waller esque val- value points that are just fucking just golden. Like how do you manipulate someone who can tear a building in half? <laughs> you know, like before you keep before you go further in the Queen
1: Ma, let me let me um there's something that you said that bring that brings up a scene that had me uh that hit me a little bit where uh you know she's she's calling her mom to tell I mean what she really wants to do is tell her mom about the fact that she was just assaulted by the deed. but you're talking but, about you're talking about uh Starlight. Starlight Starlight okay. Starlight's talking to her oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. So Starlight's talking to her mom. And she's gonna tell her about, you know, you know, she had an incident with the deep, right? But her mom's like, Oh, let me tell you this story. So I'm talking with like Gladys, I forget who the lady's name. I talk with Gladys. She's going on and on about her daughter getting into medical school. And she was, and I tell her, Yeah, well, my daughter is now one of the seven. Boom. And that was like the mic drop. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that was the mic drop. Yeah. Now what were you gonna say? And then she's like, ah. Oh. I can't go into this. Now my mom is hella proud of me. I, I, I've done something great. Yeah. I, think the, I think the deeps comment was, it's just a little meat smoking. Human <laughs> nature. That. You know what? I, actually,
4: <laughs> actually, actually, that's also a very good commentary on how accepted it is for women to be sexually like, attacked.
3: Sexualized.
4: Sexualized. <laughs> sexually attacked on like a verbal level on a daily basis, and no one says or does anything about it. And, it, and the women especially, which is sad.
0: I mean, I mean, what's trans? Chilling in the
4: women's restroom was a perfect example. I think that deep did
3: he? Uh, well, well, me and my friends kind of came up. with I mean, we when we first saw it, we said, "Oh, deep, he just Harvey Weinstein her, man." I'm like, "Whoa, man,
2: I was <coughs> trying
1: not to bring the name up, but you know, no, yeah, but nah, there are parallels. There are parallels.
2: Yeah, are the parallels. fact like, is, is that it, it, like, it is one of those things that's." like I said, that they end up switching from the comics, like, and this is one of those, quote unquote, toned down situations, but I think that it is actually turned up because instead of having three dicks swinging in her face, she's just got one and she used to have a crush on him. And he ends up using that against her later. And he's like, but what? You had a crush on me, like, what's this problem? So just showing the, the poisonous mindset that ends up happening within sexual assaults. And even on the level, like she can take a 50 caliber shot to the chest, but she can't stop this, you know. Like there's, yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. you know, like what, what is a superpower? Oh, oh these are different things. I'm sorry, I didn't. Mean,
1: like, I mean, wait, and, wait. She, and,
4: and then she's also, <laughs> she's also like the example of, and open the door I have to say, on the on the show. So like, she's not even mentally equipped to deal with something like that, much less physically. No. You know I mean, because she's 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 very sheltered and hidden
3: growing up. Is uh, because she thinks it's all cookies and rainbows. I mean, yeah. she sees the seven and, on TV, and, and then that, that, a-
4: that represents the idealism and people that are also uh, naive and ignorant and think everything's okay. And sometimes it has to smack you in the face literally a few times that you realize it's not reality. Sometimes well, and there's no. also
2: just this. There's also this idea that I'm the chosen one, and because I'm chosen and I'm gifted, I should be the one who's an inspiration and out there and leading people and. You know, like what does the ability to shoot fucking electricity out of your eyes have with you being a good moral person? And so the juxtaposition that they do of all of these characters, like the introduction of translucent man and how dirty he is. And so this is, that's one of the things like translucent man, instead of Jack from Jupiter, like that's one of those things where they're like, okay, instead of for you comic fans, like let's just get rid of this whole idea of fucking space men and all of that. Like we can just stay grounded on earth as it were and um, at first couple episodes I was like I don't know if I like this because Jack from Jupiter is a fucking wild out dude mm-hmm. but they make translucent shots a such a slime ball, such a dislikable fucking entity and he's doing nothing but sitting in a cage <laughs> and you just are like man I wish they could fucking kill this dude <laughs> and Super when hairy, they finally though. get to that like let's talk about the fucking effects on this show and the power signatures and just the abilities like that the amount of heads that explode in the show are amazing, but the way that they have heads explode in this show, foreshadowing, foreshadowing.
4: <laughs> no, I mean, just, just that scene where Huey's holding his girlfriend in the slow mo. If you look closely, you can see her jaw, the bottom of her jaw, floating in space along with other organs. and He's still holding his hands like that. It's almost like an Italian horror film how they choreographed that scene.
3: Crazy. I slow mo that. I have to slow-mo that. <laughs> but, but 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 Rob, I want to touch on based on what you said. You was a question like Elizabeth Shue's character. I'm going to say that she was maybe I'm going to get hits for this. I'm like, man, she was deceptively sexy. I mean, the, the two things that she had over Homelander is seduction and intelligence. Because, let's face it, Homelander has the mind of a kid. He can have all that power. He can have the power to do whatever he wants with his Machiavellian attitude, henceforth to quote, absolute power tends to corrupt. But he still has the mind of a kid. And because Elizabeth Shue's character, Madison Stilwell was able, she was able to control him because she knew what he liked. She knew what made him tick. And you can have all the power in the world, but if you can get into someone's brain, you know what their likes are you know how what makes them tick she showed that you can manipulate
2: them completely and, and i think that you know several things that that you kind of hit on there uh the ability to manipulate a superstar like britney spears ain't right right like <laughs> yeah like right. michael jackson wasn't right right like these stars are raised in these bubbles where they end up becoming emotionally stunted because they've never had to deal with the reality of an actual junior high getting fucking in a Yamama battle that you lose and it makes you a better person. But you know, like uh, you learn the limitations of society and in, in the world. And so they do a great job. Madeline does a great job exploiting. Like, how do you manipulate a celebrity? How do you become a celebrity handler? or, and get the most out of them. And again, not getting ahead to season two, but there's an issue handling these heroes when that personality isn't there, when that person doesn't have those tools and knows how to manipulate them. And these fucking heroes start running ramshot. Uh, and that goes into my, my other last point is that this is one of the best gender bending slash race bending rebrandings of all these characters, like from the deep switching his race to Stillwell switching her gender. Like, um, a train. exactly a train. So a train was white
3: in the comic book. He wasn't and black. So
2: all of these little things should all of these things are funny because they would make a traditional, like, this is ridiculous. You can't be switching even one person. And now you're switching 15 and they're like, fuck it. We're going to switch whoever that we want to. And we're going to tell a better, better story for it. Um, and, and they do it throughout the entire framework and it's so fucking amazing um yeah i think that that's one of the best aspects of, of the show is how they make gender not just a transparent like we're making this character a female just because we want to fill out this role madeline stillwell's uh, interaction with everyone switches dramatically because she's a new mom like that's part of her character and her motivation and how everything kind of breaks down it's it's wild and we still don't know where that whatever I'm sorry I don't (laughs)
4: want to but I really like that you see immediately off the first two episodes and it kind of continues throughout the show is all the background like PR work and all the decisions made behind the scenes and it's just like (laughs) it's what goes on in real life with politicians with uh, actors, actors and they're doing it with these superheroes who are just supposed to be concerned with saving the world and it's just a nice juxtaposition of like because then you can use that to talk about so much stuff in society and other things we're just talking about superheroes, right? That's all you're talking about, right? That's the beauty of the show. You can uh multiple interpretations. Anything, uh Greg, that you wanna that you notice closing out or something, some, some last point you'd like to make, you've been a little quiet.
1: I think Hughie's a fool. He should have got way more than forty-five K out of that. <laughs> Screw that apology. <laughs> show me the money. <laughs> somebody
2: gets a worse somebody gets a worse deal later on, right? Yeah. Oh funny <laughs> funny
4: side note on that, uh, Simon Pegg is the basis for the character Huey in the comic book. So having Simon Pegg be his father oh, really? is a hey, nice hey, nod. Yeah, it's a nice hey
1: and, and shout out to Simon Pegg, great American accent. <laughs> oh, we were talking about that earlier. You thought so? I didn't know until yeah. too late. Great American you accent. Hey. You really you really get you really see it when he's talking to Huey uh, and he's telling him you, you don't have it in you for this fight. Like you really get to like I was waiting, like, you know, because you know the, the scene gets a little they get a little, a little excited. And a lot of times that's where you see people slip up on their accent, and he yes, actually did a pretty good job keeping the American accent going
3: nice. Greg, let me touch on that right there. um Let me touch on what you just said. Maybe, you know, maybe I'm a little bit messed up on here. I'm like, but you say he would he's a fool, he would have got forty five K on it. I agree with you, sir. um that was me, I would have got more out of it, but I still would have kept my vengeance in going to go screw over a train. Why not you have mean, both?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, 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 exactly. But, I mean, if you're, you're going to
2: have both anyway,
1: you know what I'm saying, yeah. get paid.
2: We also underestimate the the threat of someone with laser vision just kind of hanging true. over here. I might settle. <laughs> 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 I just might settle. Oh, oh,
4: yeah. Well, yeah, you see, you see what happened to the dude on the airplane. Yeah, was right. Trying to threaten,
2: so called Compound V, which was produced in this. An amazing, an amazing scene with that kid being so stoked. He's like, look at those!" Oh, it's, oh it's, it's such a, a
4: Superman shout out to the way he does the little the little nod and the two fingers off the dome. It was uh... I'll say this.
3: That's the one thing that Frenchie showed me. Because Frenchie, as weird as he is, he's also kind of cool. Because you were figuring out, man, you can't hurt translucent. He's invisible and his skin can't be penetrated. But then he figured out Oh, okay. I know how to hurt you. I'm gonna stick something up your <laughs> stick something up your. I'm like right there. I was like, you know what? It showed that you know, soups can be hurt. Soups can not only be hurt. Soups can be manipulated as well too. Though it's the power of the human brain. Um, as far as you know, like I said, episode the first the first two episodes. I'm, I'm I'm not gonna go spoiler. But when I when I watched the first two episodes, I mean, yeah. I mean, it goes to show you that this is a reality. This is the real world. But it also shows you that, like I said before, what power, you know, absolute power tends to corrupt. But, you know, n- power is not everything. Yeah. Power is not it, it. It shows human nature. It shows the human mind. It shows what people's intentions are. And it, and it, as far as the two episodes, it, you know, it wakes people up. And um, I like that. You know, I mean, it shows real life situations of what what it would do. It goes to the point. I'll close out to this. It goes to the point of what I always, one of my quotes, I always say when it comes to meeting people: um, never meet your heroes, kid. <laughs> All right,
4: yeah. Find out they're humans, given um, on a. That's a good point. On that note, um, editor closing out San Antonio. Peace.